Welcome back. I'm Open Family to the I'm Open Podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about the most dangerous place to surf, when working out just becomes showing off, and which fan base might actually not want their team to win a championship. All coming up next on the I'm Open Podcast. Back by popular demand, we have Ariana as a guest on the podcast. She made her first appearance on the I'm Open podcast, episode 12, to talk about the NFL draft, and she really endeared herself to the fans, so we're so excited to have you back on the show, Ariana. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, It is always our treat, and there's a lot to talk about. I'm Open family, thank you guys for being patient. Between the last episode, I was doing a little summer traveling, as I hope everybody's been able to do during the summer. Somebody that actually has been kind of having trouble with their summer traveling lately. That's the Las Vegas Aces. They're a women's basketball team in the WNBA, and they actually don't really have summer vacation. They're in the middle of their season right now. So they made headlines just recently because they had their flights delayed coming from Las Vegas here to D.C. where they had a game. They ended up having so many different plane issues and delays that they were basically stuck either in the airport or on a plane for a whole day, 24 hours. And by the time they got here to D.C., it was only about three or four hours until the game was going to start, so the players just decided not to play in the game because they had been traveling too much. Now, this has been kind of controversial because everybody's saying, well, you guys get paid to play basketball. How can you not play? But I kind of understand how they feel because they had literally been flying for 24 hours. They had been stuck on the plane. They had been stuck in the airport. So, you know, they, they just felt like they didn't want to do it. This is officially from the team. They said, given the travel issues we faced over the past two days, 25 plus hours spent in airports and airplanes, in cramped quarters, and having not slept in a bed since Wednesday night. This was on Friday at that point. And after consulting with the Players Association leadership and medical professionals, we concluded that playing tonight's game would put us at too great a risk for injury. So they decided not to play. Do you think that's okay that they decided not to play, or do you think they should have just toughed it up and played? I mean, I know when I don't get enough sleep, I turn into some one else. I morph into something else. And also lack of sleep makes me do... I just end up hitting my shoulder against walls and spilling coffee on myself. So I actually think that's a very legit reason. And as a basketball league, they should just reschedule the game. I don't see why timing would be such a big issue. Okay, but I guess on the flip side here, just to be devil's advocate, you're a teacher. And if you get stuck in in traffic going to school... Or if you get a flat tire, you don't just get to call the day off and you say, oh, I'm going to take the day off now. So I guess so, but I'm not like, well, I'm still doing something physically taxing and I have hurt myself. Like I burned the crap out of my arm with tea because I was just so sleep deprived. You know, it'd be nice if I could, uh, you know, take some time off. But I think it's a little different because you're like knocking into people you know you're trying to get to the ball and bounce off the rim and if you're not thinking carefully one injury could last you the rest of your like cost you the rest of your season no you're definitely right uh these ladies it's hard when you your your body is your body is like how you make money based on being an athlete right but some people one guy this is one comment on the news story said oh no they didn't get much sleep before going to work that never happens to anybody else in the world 
How do you respond to people who have that sort of mentality about these ladies who decided not to play? I mean, they didn't sleep all night, right? Well, who knows? Some people can sleep on planes, some people can't. I personally can't really sleep on a plane very well. I cannot sleep on a plane. I just don't think that's fair. Like, let's have you pull an all-nighter and then you go out and play a a game yourself. I don't know. Most people that work, they're just sitting at a damn desk. For me, yeah, it's terrible. When I have to pull all-nighters, actually, as a teacher, I'm not pulling all-nighters just to pull all-nighters, but if I had, a, I don't know, a night of rest of sleep, I do call out because sleep really does affect me. So each person's different, and there are some people who just, they don't sleep at all, and they're weird. Yeah, and I think for, for NBA players... Uh, men's basketball players, they have their own private flights. They have their own planes that the teams usually own. Or so, or they get to fly uh, charter flights, whereas women's basketball teams, they're obviously having to deal with these delays and stuff like that. So well, that's not fair. I agree. It's messed up. Yeah, I agree. I agree, but the, the NBA makes a lot more money than the WNBA, and the players make a lot more money, too. So when people are like, hey, you're getting paid to play basketball, um... It, this salary is totally different. I mean, the average salary in the WNBA is about $60,000 oh for God. a professional women's basketball player. That's nothing. Um, so that's not even close, whereas the average NBA player makes about $600,000. Um, wow. So it's not even close, obviously. So when people say, hey, you're getting paid to be a professional athlete, a lot of waiters and waitresses and people accountants people working just different random jobs probably make more money than WNBA players and that's why a lot of them actually really don't get a vacation they usually have to when the WNBA season is over and the United States, they leave and they go play in Russia or in, you know, Italy, Spain, France, China, they'll go play on another team. That's not fair. That's really not right. Well, I'm glad for those ladies for standing up for themselves and for just realizing they weren't ready to go and they didn't want to do it. One of their players, Kayla McBride, definitely had a good way of putting it. No shoot around, no night of sleep, no beds, no food. We landed in D.C. at 2.45 and we have to go straight to the gym and you want us to play right away. That's kind of crazy. And I don't think I'd be able to play either. Obviously, these women are some of the best athletes in the world, but I think they're allowed to stand up for themselves and if they don't want to play, they don't have to play. Right. I mean, like, we pulled an all-nighter just getting to damn Portugal and, like... By 9 a.m., I was like, I need to find a bed now or else I'm going to lose my mind. So I can't even imagine being forced to go play in front of an audience. Somebody else other than us who's been enjoying his summer travels has been Conor McGregor. I don't know if you know who he is. He's Irish. He shouts a lot and he likes to start fights with everybody. He's a famous UFC mixed martial arts fighter and he also fought Floyd Money Mayweather last year. It was like a special crossover fight even though he normally does mixed martial arts. He decided to fight Floyd in boxing so he could make a lot of money. So he just kind of does everything he can to get in the news. He made it on the I'm Open podcast 
test recently a couple months ago for trying to like throw some sort of like a metal fence like into a bus like he just loves starting shit that's his hobby so he's been in new york and he wanted to work out while he was in new york but instead of just doing a normal workout he went out into the middle of central park and he was doing squats lifting a grown man like over his shoulder instead of using weights he like put a man like on his back and was like lifting him up and down what do you think about this workout routine well i would be curious about like what's his backstory because you know like how was he raised is this just all attention seeking behavior or also is it in combination with like he's a hothead and can't control his anger like if he's throwing gates on bus is buses is that because he has issues with people and you know mental illness or whatever or it's just attention craving behavior i don't know if you know him that well to know that or do you even know his like background yeah i mean i know him pretty well we've only hung out a couple times but based on my you know connection with him it seems like he isn't it's sort of an attention whore as they say uh but also you know that movie where the irish guys are like all kind of gypsies and they all kind of like beat the shit out of each other. Mm. It has like Edward Norton. <laughs> you no. know what movie I'm talking about? No. I, you've probably seen it. It's really famous. There's these Irish guys who are all like tatted gypsy Irish guys and they all like to just like fight. Is Leonardo DiCaprio in it? Oh man, I think he might have been in it. Do you remember that? Something Dogs. Oh boy. What the hell was this called? Brad Pitt was in it? Snatch? I've Wait, seen no. the one with Brad Pitt tatted Wait. up. Was Brad Pitt in it? I mean, he looks like some type of boxer, but that could be another mm. fighting movie. There's so many pointless people just wrestling and bashing each other. Yeah, anyway, I don't... There's Snatch with Brad Pitt. I don't know if he's Irish. Yeah, yeah. it was Snatch. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. I've seen that a while ago. Yeah, I don't even know why I saw that, but it's kind of like those guys, like, just kind of like, that's kind of what Connor reminds me of. Um, I think he definitely came up from rough, a rough upbringing, so now that he's really rich, he wants to just flex and kind of make the most of it. Well, yeah. But what do you think? Is Do you think that's like a real workout, or do you think he's just doing it to get attention? Obviously, if you're standing in a public place and you're just doing something out of the ordinary, that's totally attention-seeking to me. Also, are people really that heavy? Like, how heavy was the dude? Because I'd be more impressed with, like, a crazy big-ass weight. Just the same. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, depends. The guy didn't look that big. Maybe he was, like, 170 pounds or something. But I agree. I think it's just kind of doing something ridiculous to get attention. It would be more pr impressive to me if he was just, like, lifting a motorcycle over his head or something like that rather than a person. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know if he can do that. Maybe this is controversial, and I'm sorry to anybody I offend here, but I'm just going to put it out there. Central Park, to me, is very overrated. Um, oh, I, nobody tried to fight me on this one, but uh, it's just, it's very overrated to me. It's not really relaxing. Everybody kind of talks about it, how it's so, like, nice and just a chill spot. It's not chill at all. It's a fucking cluster of everyone running around, so many people. It's not really relaxing at all. You're probably going to sit down and dog poop or, like, have somebody, like, come and try to, like, ask you for money or somebody try to, like, get you to ride on, like, a carriage or something like that or, like, face paint for you or something while you're in there. So... I understand that there's not, like, a lot of trees and grass in New York, especially in Manhattan, but I kind of feel like Central Park is overrated. And if he's going there to lift weight, lift, not weights, but lift a human, he knew that 
a lot of people are going to see. I mean, it was just going to be like a private workout. And yeah, and it's an attraction. It's a tourist attraction, too. I mean, that's like one of the places that you go when you visit. So I just think you're just doing too much. You're doing too much. Yeah, he's definitely doing too much. He does have a fight scheduled for October in Las Vegas, so I'm sure he's getting hyped up for that. But, yeah, I just feel like it's kind of more embarrassing if you've been doing all this weird stuff, working out um, in public. And I know that's kind of the way boxers do it, but if he ends up losing, it's kind of going to be more embarrassing at the end if he's doing all this stuff to hype himself up and bring himself attention. I agree. I don't really like boxing, so... Well, this isn't boxing, it's mixed martial arts. <laughs> Whatever. You can kick, box, and squeeze. Do you wear a pad on. on your face? No, you don't wear any pads. And mm, but you're probably really tatted up regardless, right? Uh, most of the guys are tatted, but that doesn't yeah. really necessarily Thought help. so. There's <laughs> <laughs> something about it. <laughs> So this is something we might have to look into for next summer that's really popular among surfers, and that's to go to Brazil, to the Amazon River, and there's a special time during the summer where the Amazon River has a huge wave going down the middle of the river, and it's actually called the Pororoca, and... The way it works is it doesn't crash like a normal wave. It just flows down the middle of the Amazon River. And since the Amazon River is so freaking long... What causes the wave? So at the end of the rainy season in Brazil, there's high tides. And that all the tides washing down from the Amazon River to the ocean cause a... Um, it's called a tidal bore. And it's when high tides pushing seawater into a narrow place and that's the river so it's a lot of water that's getting pushed into this narrow place in the river and then it just causes this really big wave so it's one wave or a lot of waves um it's like one at a time it's not like a bunch of waves are crashing but it's like one at a time will just push through the whole river um and you know if you know at the ocean obviously you've been there been to the ocean before and you see one wave after another crashing 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 the difference with this one is it's just one wave that flows all the way down the river that is so um, cool and it's a huge surfing spot that a lot of people love to go surfing and people actually do long distance surfing. One guy said he actually surfed nonstop for 23 kilometers in a row. So he stayed surfing for an hour and 10 minutes in a row, surfing without wow. stopping. What do you think about that? Would you like to try that? I can't get up on a surfboard and I get a bad rash. Like surfing's just not made for me. I get really, really bad rash all over me from the wax. And I'm sure they'll be like, just wear a wetsuit. But I've tried people. I've tried. I get up on that thing. I, I can't even stay up for like a half a second. I just don't have balance like that. I'm a skier, not a snowboarder. But what I if... see the appeal. I see the beauty in it. I think that's amazing. Yeah. What I don't if you think didn't... I could surf away for an hour. I wish I could. What if you didn't get a rash? Or if you knew how to surf, would you go? Well, the thing is, I tried to go surfing and I got the rash after. So, <laughs> and I still didn't enjoy it in the middle or beginning. <laughs> Either way, I tried to get up on the board and fall straight into the water. Maybe I just need a better teacher. I don't know. But I'm one of those people where if I'm not good at a sport right away, I quit. Okay. It's things that I'm good at, I like. 
I understand, but what if I promised you you weren't going to get a rash and you had practiced so you knew you could get out up on our surfboard? Would you want to go try this out? Yeah, if I could surf. Okay. But that sounds really impossible. To me, it honestly sounds scary um, a little bit because I know there's piranhas and stuff in the Amazon River. Ooh. And if you fall off your surfboard, uh, you could get fucked up. I don't know what types of alligators they have or snakes, but the Amazon is crazy. I mean, Amazon rainforest and river has some, like, a huge diversity of animals of all kinds. Bugs, snakes, fish, birds, everything. I mean, I know not everything is dangerous, and I, you know, I love nature. I love seeing different animals and different species, but that would make me kind of nervous, honestly. I know there's sharks when you're surfing in the in the real ocean, but it seems like there's so many different things. And because the wave just keeps going and going and going, it also kind of sounds dangerous if you get swept up under the wave. It's not like you just wash up on shore. You might just get washed all the way down the river for like 10 miles. Like this guy said 23 kilometers. That's almost 15 miles. But he was just surfing 15 miles in a row without stopping. Like Yeah, I guess there's just more questions I want to answer. Like if you fall in the water, is the wave that strong where you could just you know, pop your head underneath and it just goes around you and keeps flowing and flowing and you're fine. I don't, I mean, that would be scary to think about if you fall once and then you're just, um, taken by the wave for like another (laughs) hour. I don't know. That would be really scary. That would be, I mean. Oh, and then you must travel through like thick rainforest to even get to the river. So that's a little spooky too. Don't know what you're running into. Yeah, the wave is tends to be about 15 feet high, which is pretty high. I mean, obviously that's people, high. People have surfed higher waves, but the fact this is like endurance surfing. Also, I mean, I have a lot of uh, respect for people who do endurance sports, but that's not really something that interests me. I like to play sports and watch sports to have fun uh, more than to like prove how tough I am. Mm-hmm. So I respect people who like to do like triathlons or like Ironman run across like from like Arizona to like Canada and like swim across the ocean and do crazy stuff. Like I have a lot of respect for those types of people who can do that. But that just doesn't really interest me at all. There's enough uh, painful and frustrating things that just happen in life that I don't feel like I need to like put myself in those positions to do uh, shit that is really going to put me through a lot of pain. Well, it's an adrenaline rush, you know? People do it for that feeling. Like, I was reading an article that this guy who surfed the biggest wave, like, off the coast of Portugal, and it just seemed... I mean, it seemed insane, because everyone in the town was kind of looking at him begrudgingly, like, why would you surf something that killed everyone in our town? It was, like, known as, like, the town full of widows. But people are adrenaline seekers, you know? No, I can understand that. Like, if it's, like, a really big wave, it's just like, kind of, like, a one-time thing, almost like a roller coaster or something that you just go on. But if you're literally surfing for, like, t- an hour, two hours in a row without stopping, it's, like... Is that even fun? Or are you just, I mean, or, or are you just like trying to test your limits? I know some people do that to just try to test their limits, like when they climb Mount Everest or run right. like a hundred like, miles in a row. People get off knowing that they almost died, but they didn't. You know, it's this chemical. People get really, but I think yeah. you can get addicted to adrenaline rushes. I feel like that's a thing. Yeah, well, those people could almost die every day just by like. <laughs> trying to cross the middle of the highway like if you're really that interested in doing that like there's a lot of different ways you could i mean there's a lot of way of different ways you can put yourself in danger uh if you really want to you know put yourself in that position just i mean i don't know 
to me, it seems. I wonder if you could ride the wave in a tube. That would be fun. That would I would be do fun. that. If I had some snacks, a beer, <laughs> and maybe a couple beers, could ride the tube. That actually sounds like fun. I would be open yeah. to doing that. Put your little dog on the raft. As long as it doesn't knock you over. Yeah. Somebody else who's been really enjoying his summer travels has been Dwayne Wade. Um, he's been traveling all around the world with Gabrielle Union, who is his wife. And I think I've showed you a couple of their different photos of them jet-sitting all over the world. Paris, China, I think they were in Italy as well. They've just been having an incredible time. And he still hasn't decided yet whether he's going to come back and play another season in the NBA. He has been playing already for 15 seasons, which is a long time. So he's made plenty of money. He's already won three championships. So. Is this a guy who plays with LeBron? He used to play with LeBron. He doesn't anymore, but they're best friends. So what team is he on? Last season, he was on the Miami Heat. But LeBron used to be on the Miami Heat with him, and they're like, best friends and and then he went to Cleveland briefly at the beginning of this season but it didn't really work out because a lot of the other teammates were jealous because he literally is LeBron's best friend so it kind of created some weird dynamics on the team so he decided to leave and go back to Miami which is where he had been playing for the rest of his career so then he went back to Miami that's basically where he's been playing almost every season of his career other than one and a half he played one season in Chicago which is where he's from then a half season in Cleveland and then he went back to Miami so so he has the option to go back to Miami if he wants, but he also has the option now to go to China because this team in China offered him a $25 million contract if he'll go to China. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not for one season. It would be for three seasons. And so he has that on his plate. He's got to make that decision. He's super famous. He's one of the most famous players of this you know, generation, and he's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. So he doesn't really have anything else to prove in the NBA. And how much would he be getting in the NBA if he stays? He'd probably get like four or five million next year if he stays in the NBA. So he'd be getting way more if he went to China. Well, it'd be twenty-five million divided over three years, so that's about eight million a year. So yeah, he'd probably get three or four million more per year if he went to China. Mm. The other thing that kind of might draw him to China is he. A lot of these famous basketball players have contracts with Adidas. Nike. Now some of them even have contracts with Puma, which I don't totally get, but mm-hmm. he actually has a contract with a company called Li Ning, which is like the Nike of China. So oh. he's huge in China. He has his own shoes in China and stuff. Like wow. how Jordans, we have Jordans here. Like they have in China, it's called the Way of Wade. Dwayne Wade um, shoes. So he's freaking huge in China. He goes there every year and they like follow him around like a rock star when he gets there. I guess my question to you is what would be your advice to him if you were his best friend LeBron James or if you were his partner Gabrielle Union or if you were just his agent um, or just a good friend of his? Would you tell him to go to China where he could be a superstar? I think he would be the highest paid player ever in China. So he would he could be like go and be like the super super duper star of china for a couple years or do you think he should just stay here play in miami maybe one more year and then just retire and chill well if it was lebron giving him advice i feel like lebron would be like no because he likes to keep his old friends close and he seems super like i need all my peeps around me at all times like 
basically he went to his team and basically recruited all the people that he wants to play with him. He's probably going to do the same for, where is he moving now? Lakers. Okay, the Lakers. So I feel like as an advice, you'd be like, no, no, don't go, bro. Like, join me with my little Timber Pizza or whatever pizza company is doing. Blaze, what is he doing? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like he would pitch some scheme to get him to stay just because he likes to have his friends in the banana boat with him. Mm-hmm. That's was very, he the one on the banana boat? He was boat? on the banana boat. And okay. You're very good keeping up with all the gossip, the pizza, the banana boat. I'm very impressed. That's actually one thing I haven't thought about. What if LeBron brings him to L.A. to play with him? Though I think he kind of tried that out last year in Cleveland. It didn't work out. Well, I was going to say, what? why did his friends like throw a tantrum? Uh, or other people on the team? They're just giving him so much shit? I think it's complicated when, say, you're with a group of friends from college, for example. Say if you're with a group of friends from college and then you bring your best friend growing up back to the group, they might feel self-conscious that your better friend was there and kind of like displaced them. You know, oh, Ariana actually has a better friend that's visiting us now that's even closer than we are to her. So I think that was kind of what was going on last year in Cleveland when Dwayne Wade came, even though everybody thought they were really close to LeBron and they were, he kind of, the way he talked about it is he was kind of like the big brother to the whole team. Like he was kind of like giving them all advice and giving, being like a mentor to them and a kind of role model. But with Dwayne Wade, like that's like his brother. They're on the same level and they've grown up together and they've known each other for a really long time since they were teenagers. Mm. So I think people were kind of jealous and I think it kind of felt like it was a little click of just those two guys because they really are best friends in real life. So I think it kind of felt like they had a little click. And maybe, who knows, maybe he's getting a position that's better than... Well, maybe someone was in a position that another that he scooped up, and they're like, this is kind of some BS, because he's been on the team for a while, or maybe the other guy plays it better than him. I don't know. It seems like if you yeah. have friends on your team, it's not going to be the best team if you're just... Like, you need a coach to pick people who are going to be cohesive. Yeah, I think it just always don't gets... don't think you can run your own team by, like, picking your friends. And that's probably why he didn't win. That's probably why he didn't win. You're absolutely right about that. And I think you're absolutely right. J.R. Smith, uh, he played his the same position as Dwayne Wade. And I think he was kind of pissed off because he thought he was LeBron's buddy. And then Dwayne Wade came in and then he got that position. He got that role. And it's hard because LeBron is a very uh, critical teammate. He's very, he can be, he's hard to play with because he's very demanding. He's a perfectionist. So he'll tell his teammates like, hey man, you messed up. I need you over here. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. He's very demanding of his teammates, which is my, what makes him great and what helps him win every year. But that being said, I don't know if he really does that for Dwayne Wade, since they're like best buddies. Like, I'm sure he can keep it real with him and tell him, like, hey, man, I thought you were going to do this. But I don't think he can really yell at, yell at him and scold him in the same way that he maybe does with his other teammates. So I, I have to wonder if that kind of causes a divide between the rest of the team. Yeah. And I guess if I was his wife giving advice, I'd want to live in China. I'd go. But I'm not her, so I don't know what she would feel about that. But live in another country? I mean, how many years is it, though? Three years. It's a long time. I don't know. I'd have to think it over, especially because your kids, too. But, like, hey, get them to learn Chinese. Like, make them bilingual. That's a good language to learn. No, you're right. It's a really good language to learn. It does make me wonder, though. He does have some sons. He has two sons. Um, And I wonder if that would kind of 
affect his decision. I know it's kind of, it would be a big shakeup to their life to be, just move to China now. And they're, I think the older ones in high school, the younger ones in middle school. So Ooh, that would be hard. That would be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. So based on that, I don't think you'd move. Also, I, the guy's already made plenty of money. Like I know to me and you, $25 million, it sounds like, how could you pass that up? Yeah. But Dwayne Wade has already made so much money throughout his career that he doesn't really need that $25 million. The one thing is, at this point, like if he stays and playing in the NBA, he'll probably come off the bench. But if he goes to China, he will be the most famous player in China. He would be like the LeBron of China right now or the or Kobe of China. So I think people like, I, I, I guess it depends how big his ego is and like how much he actually feels like he wants to just you know be a superstar versus just being comfortable and just chilling you know because yeah. if he if he wants to just chill being in Miami maybe one more season and then just retiring to me honestly sounds nice but if he wants to be like a super duper star and and figure out how he can kind of maximize his attention on him then he might want to go to China i mean he has made almost 200 million dollars playing basketball Wow. 200 million. So 25 million isn't really going to make a big change either way. And then he's also got all sorts of branding stuff. And then don't forget that Gabrielle Union, his wife, mm-hmm. is a huge actress, model, whatever, everything. So she has her own money. So money to him probably isn't even really an, an issue. Yeah, I would recommend to him either just go back to playing Miami one more year or just call it quits and retire and just right, chill. just chill. He's already been going to Fashion Week. He's been going to Milan. He's been going to Paris. He's been going all over China. Like, he's famous enough. He's rich enough. He has a beautiful wife, and they have a be- they're a great power couple, and he could just focus on just traveling around the world, hanging out with all of his other famous friends, and just doing his thing. That's kind of what I would recommend. He put in 15 seasons. He's going to be a Hall of Famer no matter what. He's a three-time NBA champion, and... I don't really think he has anything else to prove at this point. Well, I don't want to, but I don't want to shit on LeBron because I do think he's an amazing, an amazing player. And I have to give him so much cred for literally getting his eye busted out in the championship game. And you told me that he broke his hand against the wall because he was so angry. Yeah, he broke his He's playing he with a broken hand. hand. So, yeah. dude is hardcore. But also, like, you can't let the ego get to your head and just create your own team based on just because you have money and power. So that's kind of annoying. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about that now. Really? That was because a segue? It was a perfect segue <laughs> because I wanted to talk about LeBron in L.A. He's about to play for the Lakers. It's been the huge news of, of this summer, him leaving Cleveland, moving to to the Los Angeles Lakers. He already has two homes in L.A., so he's not really going to have to move. He's just going to have to move his stuff and find a new school for his kids. But... A lot of L.A. fans aren't taking it the way I would have maybe expected. There have been some murals that they've been painting up of LeBron around L.A. And some people have been destroying the murals or, like, putting graffiti on them, pouring paint on them as a sign of disrespect to LeBron. Why do you think they would be doing this? What do you think about that? I was just about to say, like... Yo, you're getting you're getting someone who's the best player in the whole damn world on your team now. So that's 
that's pretty crazy that they would be throwing paint because you were telling me like in I think Columbus everyone was shat on LeBron and then suddenly you know he came and won a championship and he was the best like they love LeBron now so I'm actually very surprised that he's coming and they're throwing paint let me think of a reason don't tell me do you know well I don't tell me let me just give you a little backstory and then you can tell me what you think about it Kobe. People in LA are obsessed with Kobe. Oh. And they basically, you know, people in LA are obsessed with Kobe like people are obsessed with their own kids. Like, you are not allowed to say anything bad about Kobe. I was literally about to say. Like, if you go to LA and just say, like, just, if you just literally say, Kobe smells weird, like, somebody will try to fight you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there was a thing of some guy, like, drove to another guy's house. Like, who he didn't even know, like, some random person off Instagram or Twitter or something because he, like, said something bad about Kobe on Instagram or Twitter. And a dude literally drove to his house to fight him, like, two hours away. People are freaking crazy obsessed with Kobe. And for some reason, they, like, take Kobe's reputation even, like, more important than their own personal reputation. (laughs) Like, if you say anything about Kobe, they will try to fight you. Well, I was about to say, when I said, well, LeBron is probably the best player in the world, then there's a little voice in the the back being like, wait, but people feel like it's Kobe, though. So I was going to, like, touch on that, but I totally forgot that he was from... Kobe's from L.A.? He's from Well, he's from Philly, but he played for the Lakers. Okay. So then that's why, yeah. But it's like... But I feel like that's still why disrespectful. Why do we need... We don't need a few here. You just have another person to add to your ranks. Why can't we enjoy them both? It's weird that people have created this, like, who's the better player? Like, everyone's good, just in a different way. Yeah. You, know, you don't need to shit on someone who's going to win you another championship, or maybe. I mean, Golden State is on another level with just whatever the hell they're doing. No, I totally agree with you. It's a really unique thing with ba- with sports, and especially basketball, people fighting over who's number one. Like, you don't see, like, Brad Pitt fans and Matt Damon fans, like, <laughs> fighting each other. <laughs> Like, what? You don't think Matt Damon's the best? I'm going to fight you. Like, I mean, or whatever, Leo DiCaprio fans and, like, Denzel Washington fans, like, trying to, like, fight each other. It's just, like, it's really stupid. It's, like, why can't we just appreciate that all these guys are great players? They're all different. And, obviously, LeBron is better than Kobe. I mean, LeBron. Well, people people disagree. Just to play devil's advocate, I've never seen Kobe play, so... Those people are wrong. LeBron is obviously better than Kobe. The only the only real argument is, is LeBron better than Michael Jordan? That's the argument we're at right now. But obviously LeBron is better than Kobe. Like, we don't need to... And I think that's why people are mad, because they kind of secretly know in the back of their head that LeBron is better than Kobe, <laughs> and they don't want to admit it. And now that LeBron's on the Lakers, people are just so conflicted. And they don't want him to kind of take Kobe's shine. When, first of all, everyone... Kobe's already retired, so it's not like Kobe does not play for the Lakers anymore. It's not. I want to think about what does Kobe think. Like, is Kobe making any media attempts, being like, "Hey, stop putting pain over LeBron. Not cool." Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. I don't know what Kobe thinks about it. Or I assume they had beef themselves. Of just like. I assume. No, I mean they. they I've been here. I've been around the block longer than you, so I think I know who's real players. No, I mean they definitely used to battle each other, but like I think they have a lot of mutual respect for each other. And Kobe, uh, I think Kobe. I mean Kobe tweeted at LeBron, "Welcome to the family." You know, so it seems like he's happy to have LeBron, and he. Yeah, so. And then he wrote, "I love it." You know. 
I love yes. it. When LeBron was going, so Kobe's really happy he's there. Like I said, everyone in L.A., I'm sorry, but Kobe's not playing anymore. So it's not like LeBron's taking the ball away from him. And it, he's just trying to further the legacy of the Lakers. I don't. It's really disrespectful to me that the best player, like you're saying, the best player in the world chooses to go play for the Lakers. And people are disrespecting him like that, pouring paint on these murals of LeBron. He's not there to replace Kobe. He's not there to replace Magic or anybody else. He just wants to live in L.A. Uh, have they found people pouring paint and arrested them? Um, I don't think they've arrested them because I don't even know if it's something you can like arrest people for. I don't know if it's like an officially a crime. Because it's not, like, on the stadium. It's just, like, random murals just out around. Hmm. I guess you could say, like, destruction of property or something. But I don't know if it's, like, officially a crime. I think people are just, like, they don't, they have their kind of feelings hurt about feeling Um, like Kobe's place is going to be, you know. I wonder if there, like, becomes, like, a mini little Kobe revolt. And people in the stadiums during their own games are shitting on LeBron just to shit on him. Like, go to the games just to shit on him. And what if he... What if he leaves because he gets so shat on by Kobe uh, fanatics? Well, that would be kind of crazy to see, like, a fight brawl. Yeah. Like, the Kobe's and the LeBron fans, like, <laughs> like just fighting all within Laker the fans. team. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe. He, he signed a four-year contract, so he's going to be there for four years, so people get, better get used to it. I just have to wonder, like... Oh, wow. If, can you get out of a contract when you're that rich and famous? Uh, you can't get out of it, but you can get your team to trade you if you really you know push it you know so if he really really wanted to LeBron could probably get them to portray him but at this point it seems like he's pretty set to be there for the next four years I do think it's ironic like what if LeBron actually wins a championship in LA are they still going to be mad or are they going to go back and pretend like they love LeBron now and delete all their old tweets saying F LeBron Kobe forever all this type of stuff well then I think it comes down to how many championships did Kobe win and then how many are is LeBron going to win well, Kobe won more championships than LeBron has won so far. Ooh. So that is the that's the constant uh, argument that people always have for Kobe being better than LeBron. But Kobe also played with Shaq, who's one of the best players ever. So that definitely helped. Yeah. And LeBron has played with some good teams, but also he's played with some teams where he was just by far the best player like yeah, last year. Yeah, he's the only shining star. Yeah, exactly. Then Well, that's cuz he recruits all his friends. You're right. You're right. Kobe also refused to pass to his teammates. And LeBron's really good at passing. So Yeah, that's not a good that's not a good. Uh... They're both hard to play with. My point is are people are there people going to be mad? Are Lakers fans going to be mad if LeBron wins a championship for the Lakers like because it wasn't Kobe? I or think be... that would be so funny. That would be the iron. That would be the most ironic thing if he wins a championship for the Lakers. People just we won't know what to do. We never wanted themselves. this, Kobe. <laughs> people just throw themselves out the window. <laughs> yeah, they'd just be so torn. You want the Lakers to win, but you don't want them to win if it's not Kobe. I have a hint for everyone. Unless you're waiting for Co- like Kobe Jr. or something, which he has a daughter, so I don't. He doesn't have a son, and so until they let women play in the NBA, and Kobe's daughter becomes a great basketball player. Kobe's not going to win another championship for the Lakers. I need to tell you guys right now. So if you guys never, ever, ever want the Lakers to succeed again without Kobe, then that means a long and miserable future for the Lakers. So eventually, Lakers fans, you just have to hope for the best for your team and root for your team no matter what, even if Kobe's not on the team. I know it's hard. Thank you.
we have one more topic to touch on, and that's with another buddy of LeBron's, J.R. Smith. He is the one who's been on the Cavs for the last few years. He's the one who dribbled the wrong way on the last second oh, this year, and he became God. a total meme because instead of shooting, he just like dribbled around in a circle <laughs> until the game was over. And LeBron actually is a really close friend of his, and he previously has said, wherever LeBron goes, I want to go. Obviously, that didn't really work out now because LeBron left LA, and he's still in Cleveland. Oh. But he still is good friends with LeBron, even despite that really boneheaded play that he made when he just dribbled around in circles and wasted all the time left in the game. But he recently has made a little nude because he was in New York. He was going out. A fan asked if he could take a photo with him. He said, not right now. Ooh, then that's embarrassing. the fan just took a photo on his own. Oh, God. So what JR did was he grabbed the man's phone <gasps> and he threw it across the street. What do you think? Whose side are you on, the fan or J.R. Smith? Um, I'm on neither side. Like, there's no reason for you to take a phone and throw it across the room. But also, when some when you ask for a photo and they say no, you don't take a photo anyways. You leave from embarrassment. That's just super embarrassing. I'm just not one to go up to a celebrity ever if I see one. I'm going to look at them, but I will never have the balls to ask for their picture or talk to them because I know that I'm annoying. I know that I would annoy a celebrity. And if I'm not even that much annoying of a person, I can't even imagine other people who really are annoying, annoying you 24-7. So that's where I come in on JR's side, too, because um, that would be annoying as hell. People coming up to ask for your picture 24-7. But you need to work on your anger. You just go up to the man, you say, I need you to delete that from your phone right now. I did not give you permission for, for that. You know, throwing a phone, now what does he have to do? Pay for the phone? Yeah, you might have to pay for the guy to get a new phone, but for him, you know, even if it's like, whatever, $700, $800, I know iPhones now can be like $1,000, but that's expensive, that's a lot of money, but at him, that's probably not really that much money, <laughs> but... Do you he, have to go to court for that? Um, you could probably just settle. Maybe they, they probably won't have to go to a court. They could probably just both get their lawyers to just talk it out, you know. Um, I feel like I kind of side with JR on this one. Even though he didn't just throw the phone across the room, he threw it across the whole street. They were outside. <laughs> so he, like, threw it. And I don't think the guy got the phone back because it was, like, a construction site across the street. So he, like, threw the guy's phone into the middle of a construction site so he couldn't get it back. But I think it's kind of a good lesson because... Sports fans a lot of times don't treat athletes like they're people. Like, people forget that professional athletes, no matter what sport, soccer, football, basketball, baseball, badminton, track, whatever it is, people forget that professional athletes are just like regular human beings like the rest of us, just that are a lot more athletically gifted and are a lot more famous. Mm -hmm. But... People just assume that just when you yell profanities or racial slurs or throw things at the players or just take pictures right in their face when they're just out getting like a coffee with their family or out going to the club, how would you react if people did those things to you? I think we would all be pissed off and we'd all be flustered and we would all probably feel some type of way. Right, but, but then you're making bigger news by throwing the, the phone. I agree. I agree. So I, I think he, he should have known better based on his experience as a person living a public life and people who you know really recognize him probably almost wherever he goes but at the same time it is really a problem with our society and the way we treat celebrities that we don't treat them like real people and if people you know if 
guys break their hand like LeBron did or sprain their knee or something. We just expect them to just tough it out and just go and play anyway. Or if they, you know, if we see them in public, we just expect them to give us a signature whenever we see them or take a photo with us whenever we see them or just go up into their face and take a photo with them without even asking. So I think we need to learn to treat athletes like human beings. Um, And that's something that I don't know if we're ever going to do because it does seem kind of like it's getting worse, especially with Snapchat, Instagram, all that type of thing. People just taking surprise photos. And I think most people probably wouldn't really feel good if somebody was just taking surprise photos of them. To all our listeners, I think if you could imagine just being at your workplace or going out to eat Chipotle or whatever, riding the train, riding the bus or whatever, and just having people just snap secret photos of you that's honestly really creepy when you say it out loud and that's kind of like stalkerish. and uh, i mean it's okay if you take a photo of somebody if you ask but if you're just like taking sneak photos of somebody yeah um that's really creepy to me especially if they tell you not to explicitly uh these are people they're not objects and they don't like owe us a photo or owe us a, a autograph or something just because we've seen them on tv agreed well, thank you again so much for joining us, Ariana, for the I'm Open podcast. You've been an incredible guest, and we look forward to having you back on the show. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. Thanks, guys. I'm Open family. You know we can't say goodbye without recognizing our mask off performer of the week shout out future mask on fuck it mask on mask on fuck it mask on every episode we at the i'm open podcast name our mask off performer of the week for somebody who has revealed something new about themselves this week now this week our mask off performer is brian france You may be wondering who the hell is Brian France, and until earlier this week, so was I. Now, we don't do a lot of NASCAR stories on this podcast, but when they get our attention, we will do a story about NASCAR. We don't discriminate. We're open to it. That's why it's called the I'm Open Podcast. We're open to any interesting story that comes our way. Now, NASCAR, as y'all know, is a driving sport. They race cars, and... It's a little ironic to us that CEO and chairman of NASCAR, Brian France, has actually gotten in trouble because of his unsafe driving. Now, Mr. France is facing charges of aggravated driving while intoxicated and criminal possession of a controlled substance. He was pulled over while on vacation in New York. This is the official note from the police department of Sag Harbor Village in New York. They said on August 5th, 2018, at 7.30 p.m., the Sag Harbor Village Police Department arrested Brian Z. France for aggravated driving while intoxicated and criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree. Mr. France was observed operating a 2017 Lexus northbound on Main Street, failing to stop at a duly posted stop sign. 
I can kind of understand the not stopping at a stop sign thing. He probably watches so much racing. He just thinks you're supposed to just go through as fast as you can. But you're not racing, Mr. France. You're living in the world with everybody else, okay? And this just isn't really setting a good example for all these drivers who are sort of your employees by doing the, having these unsafe practices on the road. I just had a little chuckle when I saw this. I just thought it was so ironic that the head of NASCAR was arrested for a DW. I, I'm sure you wouldn't let your drivers drive if they were under those substances, and those guys are professional. Those guys are professional drivers, okay? According to the police, his blood alcohol level was over twice the legal limit in New York. His eyes were glassy, his speech was slurred, and his balance was off. He has said, Mr. Francis said, I apologize to our fans, our industry, and my family for the impact of my actions last night. Effective immediately, I will be taking an indefinite leave of absence from my position to focus on my personal affairs. Don't worry, folks. It's all staying in the France family. They're just passing control over to his uncle Jim while Brian works it out. And actually, the France family has been in control of NASCAR for a long time. His father, Bill Jr., was actually the chairman of NASCAR before him. And Bill Sr. was actually the founder of NASCAR. So these guys have been running NASCAR for a long time. I just assumed with the family in the driving business, they would know about safe driving practices. Hopefully, Mr. France, you can take a little look at the NASCAR rule book and see that no substances are allowed when you're on the roads and you are not on a race course. You are on the street, so you still have to obey normal traffic laws. Furthermore, maybe the most embarrassing thing from this whole experience is it was revealed that the CEO of NASCAR was vacationing in the Hamptons. Come on, man. You gotta think about your base. That is so disappointing to all these NASCAR fans out there. They probably thought you were out fly fishing or maybe just regular fishing in the bayou. But no, you had to go to the Hamptons. Is that really NASCAR-y? Is that really connecting with your roots and your supporters to go vacation in the Hamptons? I just can't believe how far away Mr. France has strayed from his people to go to vacation in the Hamptons. I mean, gosh, I just don't know how these NASCAR fans are going to react, but I'm sure they are up in arms over this one, that their leader has been in the Hamptons, where Hillary Clinton also likes to go on vacation. So, I mean, look, this is a big deal. This is a big deal, everyone. Thanks again, everybody, for enjoying the I'm Open podcast with us. Don't forget to tell your friends about us. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at I'm Open underscore pod. And keep on listening. Everybody, have a great night. And don't forget to stay open, okay? Okay.